Hello, and welcome to Travel Stories Unpacked. Here, we talk about all things travel, from the silly to the serious and everywhere in between. I'm your host, Ashley Newton, and thank you so much for spending some of your day with me. I am so happy that you are tuning in. And today, we are going to talk about a very interesting topic, which is solo travel. Now, our guests are always very important to the show, but today it was truly critical that I get somebody in here who has done this. I have never traveled by myself at all. So here as our guest today is experienced solo traveler, Annie Yu. Hello. (laughs) And like, you you might know this if you've been watching with us when I talk about Annie, Annie behind the camera. This is Annie. She is normally our show producer. I I exist. I am real. Yes. So today, the wonderful (laughs) Sam Ramsey is helping us out behind the camera. So thank you, Sam. And thank you, Annie, for being willing to step out of your role and be a guest on the show. Yeah. I mean, of course, when we were talking about um, coming up with different ideas for the show and solo travel came up, um, I don't even think I was like, yeah, let's run this idea by. So I'm like, no, I'm coming on. I'm talking about this. (laughs) Like, I want to be a guest for this one. So yeah, super excited here to talk about my experiences and hopefully tell a good story or two. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I immediately was so happy that you were like, I'm going to talk about this because not only have you done and experienced solo travel, but I feel like it's something that you are like excited about. Like you're very (laughs) passionate about this is something that people should do, something that they should try. Yeah. I think it's definitely something that everybody at some point in their life should do if you're financially able to, and you're physically able to. Um, and I think it's the very stereotypical, like, oh, I'm in my, it's how it started for me. I'm in my twenties and I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> A journey of self-discovery yeah. is best pray, Yeah. You <laughs> pray love just came out. So <laughs> I didn't do India, but, um, that's kind of how it started for me. You know, I was in my mid twenties, didn't really have like a direction. Um, and at the time, one of my good family friends was getting married in Italy. So it was my first time going to Europe. And I was like, you know what? Like this would be a really good chance to just kind of do this. But you you were traveling for a wedding? Initially, yes. Okay. See, this is where I'm going to be really picky because on the board up there, I have solo (laughs) equals all alone all the time. And that is to me when I think of solo travel, because like I've traveled independently to meet a group, like I've done stuff Mm -hmm. like that, but that does seem like a good, maybe like intro to full on solo travel is doing like a leg of a trip by yourself Mm -hmm. with like a commonality somewhere in there. So tell me more about the wedding experience. Yeah. So you're right. Like flying somewhere by yourself, I don't think qualifies as solo travel. Well, there goes the one thing I've done alone. Sorry. sorry. You are adventurous. But um, so I kind of took the opportunity and spun into a month long trip in Europe um, so I flew into Amsterdam first. How um, old were you again? You said 20s, but... Uh, 25, I want to say. Okay, right in the middle. Yeah. Um, peak 20s crisis time. It's great. So, um, yeah. So I flew into Am- Amsterdam first and then to Italy for the wedding. And from there, um, I definitely really was by myself after that. Um, Switzerland. Uh, where, where else did I go? Copenhagen, Berlin, which I had a great time in. Because by the time I got to Berlin, I was like, okay, solo travel is kind of cool like I really enjoy it and then by the time I was nearing the end of my trip that ended in northern Europe um in Denmark and Sweden I I've already lost count of the places (laughs) that you said that you went um so out of all those places Italy was the only place I was not by myself um 
And towards the end of that, I realized like I love solo travel. I found so many qualities about myself that I didn't know existed. Yeah. Um, you know, you really find out how resourceful and resilient you can be when you have to be. <laughs> that is the one thing that I do think is like appealing about it is not I don't want to say challenging yourself because travel is supposed to be fun, but sort of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone in that, you know, opportunity where you do get to learn about yourself and see what you are capable of. But also, I don't know if that's how I want to spend my vacation time is like, you know, a journey of self-discovery. More power to you. But to me, like most of the time I am just looking to relax or like for me, a big part of travel is being able to turn to my travel companion and be like, oh, my God, that lunch we just ate. Or like, what was your favorite part of today? For me, it was snorkeling. I've never been snorkeling. But you know but what you I mean? you love to swim. But I think I it's do. just but it's, odd that you've never been snorkeling. I don't like the idea of drowning. Like, I, like what is that? You how does that save you in case? You how does it provide air? Like, I get the concept, but it confuses me. But like my point is that discourse, that moment mm. where you are able to reflect with somebody, you know, when you're having it. So I think that's what I would miss most on a solo travel. Mm -hmm. experience. No, and you're totally right. There's definitely moments uh, where I was thinking like, man, this would have been really cool if like my best friend was here or if my sister was here. But that's the point of it is that you're doing this just for yourself and not anybody else. Um I, I what, mean, that, what is that? <laughs> what, what does that even mean? Annie? No, I mean like it's like really pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah, no. Um, and I, I can't think of few things that make me more comfortable than being in a country where you don't know anybody, you don't speak the language, um, you don't know really how to get around the customs. Like, yeah. you really have to force yourself to do a little bit of research. Um, and there are moments though, thinking back where I wasn't on a solo trip, and I was thinking, wow, I'm really glad I had some friends here to share this experience with like um like seeing the northern lights in iceland for the first time which funny enough was supposed to be a solo trip mm -hmm. and then two of my friends kind of invited themselves on this trip yeah with me. okay so i'm gonna use this as a moment <laughs> to like digress a little bit because i honestly could not afford to travel most of my life i mean maybe i could have made it work but it was a huge stress point for me money mm -hmm. growing up so i was like no, I can't afford to do anything, let alone like by myself. So then when I finally was able to afford to take little trips or, you know, go on little vacations, I was already sort of in a very long term relationship. Like at this point, I've been with my boyfriend for over 10 years. I feel like it would be so weird for me to be like, hey, babe, so I'm going to Morocco. I'll be gone for two weeks. I'll come back. You can follow me on Instagram. Like, it just feels so strange to sort of leave somebody out of that. And, you know, like my mom, like, I don't want to be like morbid about it, but, you know, people get older. I don't want to miss opportunities mm -hmm. with her. So like the idea of just being like, no, I'm going to do this by myself. It almost feels like I miss the time to do that for my life mm -hmm. specifically. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is a very privileged thing to be able to afford to do these things. Mm -hmm. um, I think at that time in my life, I was very lucky enough to have a job where it allowed me to do that and also take the time off. Yeah. Um, and specifically budget wise, like especially a place like Iceland where everything's so expensive. Yeah. Um, not to sound crass, but it was kind of nice to have two other people to Ooh, split the no, cost that's with. A good point. Yeah. yeah. But going back to what you were saying about missing time and stuff, I think it really starts with what your intention is before you decide if you're going to travel. Is it going to be a vacation where you want to relax with your friends and your family? 
Or is this a journey of self-discovery? Yeah. Well, now I feel like, like maybe I like have to do that, but I guess I'm not sure how I would navigate it. Like how I would just be like, all right, everyone, you can't come. Like, no, that's, stay, a, that's like, exactly that just what you feels should say. so weird to me. But I guess at my core, I am a bit of a people pleaser. So mm. like the idea of doing anything that would upset somebody or like honestly hurt their feelings, like yeah. that I I just wouldn't. <laughs> like, no, I, just I don't wouldn't think do it's that. on uh, purpose. Yeah, not on purpose, but I don't think it's a selfish thing. I think it's a it's about putting yourself in a position to grow and learn. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's I don't think it's selfish. No, it's, people are gonna it's be offended. not. It's just this like. Like if somebody, anybody I know were to tell me they were doing that, I'd be like, good for you. You see those people all the time. But it's sort of flipping that on myself that I should. Oh, that self-internalized. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I think that might just be a very millennial thing too. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Checking all the stereotypes for all my <laughs> yeah, little boxes. Exactly. But exactly. no, I think it is important. And like, so the Italy trip was your first foray into mm-hmm. solo travel. Yeah. What was your best time oh my gosh my favorite solo trip ever was probably new zealand oh my god i am Um, so jealous of some of these places (laughs) that you have been so uh, why new zealand because i think one of the reasons why i enjoy traveling a lot by myself is not everyone wants to do what i want to do and i don't mean like do it my way Mm. this way i mean like jump off a 600 yeah you a big lord of the rings fan huge I can't tell if you're messing with me right no, now. No, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings so, fan. So New Zealand was big on filming locations, right? Yeah. Did I, you hit them up? I did not. I didn't have time because I really had to choose um, and I chose Queenstown, which okay. was kind, it's just kind of known as like the adrenaline capital of the world. And I don't know if it is still the tallest now, but back then it was home to the world's highest fox wing, which is kind of like a bungee jump, but it's just a swing. Okay. And you step off a platform and you drop 600 feet straight down. Now, 600 feet, for those of you listening. That's 600 American feet. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like you throw these numbers around and it's so hard to visualize. But like, that is high. Yeah. Like, so what was going through your mind when you were like, um, I'm going to do this? Well, did you like stumble across it or did you seek out this activity? I, I seeked it out. Sought. So, I sought. <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was doing research. I'm like, oh my God, this looks really fun yeah and then when i got up there i'm like this is not fun but then after i was like that was a ton of fun i kind of want to do it again i only did it once but yeah i'm up on this platform and my legs are shaking because you're literally doing everything your body is telling you not to do yeah and so you're fighting your own instincts yeah and i that was probably the only time in my life i've ever screamed out of like pure fear and I didn't know my body was capable of making that sound. Yeah, the decibels alone. And don't, like, and don't, don't make register. me try to uh, recreate that scream. <laughs> do you have it? Do you have, it's, like, yeah, I do. It lives forever. <laughs> it lives on. Uh, but yeah, New Zealand was definitely my favorite. It was just like a mix of, a good mix of everything. I, I you know, I stayed in Auckland for a few weeks and that was really cool. Um, and then I went down south to uh, Queenstown where I might have trespassed like a ski resort. Cause there, I was there in October, and so they're kind of like in between seasons, okay. like opposite seasons. And where I stayed was like this little RV camper trailer thing right on the side of a uh, of a lake. And you look out across the lake, and it's like this huge mountain range called um, the Remarkables. And there's a ski resort aptly there. named, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I have a car, which you know, there they drive on the other side of the road, and the steering wheels on the other side of the car. Yeah. So I'm like going up this cliff. It's me, maybe like four feet of cliff and then like another drop down, like drop down. 
And the car in front of me, I think, had the same idea because they kept braking. So I kept braking. I'm like, well, if we go down, we going down together. Man. <laughs> so <laughs> and we get all the way to the top and and we were joking with each other like, oh, that was a tough drive. huh? But on the way down, the sun was setting behind the mountains and I found this hill that I climbed up on. I, of course, I had to grab a selfie. Um, and to this day, it's still one of my favorite photos I ever took. And it's just me by myself. Yeah. No signal. Like it was awesome. I think you just described five different things that would give me a heart attack. Uh, number one, the driving. I mean, this is going to be a recurring theme if you uh, are going to listen into this podcast. It is the single most stressful activity on earth to me, especially in like unfamiliar terrain, which might be my biggest hindrance to this whole solo travel thing. Is the like, well, driving? Well, you got to get yourself to and fro. But that is scary. But then also... Um, just the fact that you're like, yes, and I'm talking to this person and I have no cell reception. You're describing half of the true crime <laughs> things that I watched this week. Like, you know, like, so at any point, are you feeling nervous or are there things that you do to help you like sort of get a vibe check on the situation? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like, even when you're here, if you feel like in your gut, something's wrong with the place you're in or whoever you're talking to, if something's off, you're probably right. So just kind of use your common sense. Like, Unless you have crippling anxiety, then, <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you might need some help on checking your yeah. vibes, but go on. But yeah, like if you are walking through a neighborhood and you're thinking, you know, something doesn't seem right here. I should probably get going. Um, it's just kind of feel it out, you know, like danger yeah. really is everywhere. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. There but, can be danger everywhere, yeah. I should say. Yeah. It's um, not unique to any destination or no. any experience for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, especially when you're by yourself, like don't walk around with your headphones in at night, like yeah. stuff like that. So you follow the same general rules of conducting yourself on solo travel that you just sort of do throughout life. You don't take any extra special precautions or, or things to make you feel more confident. I have luggage locks that I put ah, on my zippers. Okay. Um, and then you also mentioned talking to just this person. Does that mean that you are a vacation friend maker? No. No, you don't. So when no. you're solo traveling, you're not even going out of your way to be like, I'll just make friends when I get there. You're just chugging along. No, it's doing not. Your thing. It's not really like a thing I really want to like. All right. When I get here, I have to meet somebody. But yeah. That does remind me of um, this girl that I became good friends with. And to this day, we still like chat back and forth on Instagram. She lives in Australia, but I met her on my first trip to Japan and my first city stop in Japan was Kyoto. And one of the things I really wanted to do was hike the um, that famous shrine with the red gates, the Tory gates oh, right, right, right. that you see everywhere. What I did not realize that <laughs> with all the switchbacks, you're really looking at about a three, four mile round trip hike up and oh, down steps. Okay. And once you get past a certain point, everyone drops off because they're exhausted, which is fair because my thighs are on fire. My ankles sure, hurt. Yeah. My knees are buckling. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I look over and I see this girl fighting for her life just as much as I am. And it's hot. At the, I mean, it's like, it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and I have all my camera gear with me. I was, I was, that's how I was envisioning you. Like a little, not super <laughs> tourist mode, but you have stuff yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And we look over, we, we just kind of smiled at each other and knew that we we're both fighting for our lives. <laughs> And it's so funny when you're hiking and you're trying not to like look like you're gasping for air when people are walking by you. Cause like, so real. Yeah. Cause God forbid they judge you for being out of shape. I know. Um, like, that's why I'm here. <laughs> that's why I'm on this trail. Give me a break. What do you I want? Know. So, and so her and I, we happened to get to a point where there was like a little rest area where there was like beer and water and snacks. And we started chatting and we were both kind of at the point where like, ah, it's getting late. We should turn around. But then we were like, you know what? Like, let's just get to the top together. Yeah. Like, so Mimi, if you're watching, hey, 
Um, <laughs> so we ended up becoming good friends and it just so happened that she was staying not too far from me in Kyoto. So we got up the next day, met up and we went to like the famous bamboo forest. And that's the only time I've ever met her in person, but we became like Instagram friends yeah. and we still follow each other. So, so you're open to making friends on your journey, but it's not a goal. It's not no. part of the incentive for you to travel solo is knowing that you're going to meet people. It's just, if it happens, cool. If not, right. I'm totally fine. Yeah. Like it's not going to be like, oh my gosh, that trip would have been so much better if I had just met somebody like, no, that's not really part of my, my agenda, I guess. Yeah. So how would you describe your personality like as a whole, I guess, when it comes to that? Because I actually, you'd think my personality, if you read it on paper, that all I'd want to do is travel solo because I'm very introverted. I'm very comfortable spending time alone. Like I literally will seek out nights where I'm like, this is going to be a me night. And like, I'm not even going to hang out with like my boyfriend. Like I do think that I enjoy solo activities, but travel specifically has never appealed to me in that way. So like, how would you describe your overall (laughs) solo-ness? You just really have to learn to roll with the punches when something goes wrong. But like when you're at home, do you enjoy just like, like, are you a more like solitude person or a more social person? I think at home it's half and half. There's something really appealing about being a total stranger to somebody. Like, I had a friend who used to tell people that she was a cryptozoologist. Amazing. And they believed her. It is not a real thing. She does not study Bigfoot. I was going to say, cryptozoology is a thing. Like, people could do that. No, she said she was a cryptozoology professor. Now I really, because, like, (laughs) could that be, like, if somebody were to say that to me, I don't think I'd assume they were lying, but I'd really want to know where they taught. (laughs) See, she was a very, she could spin a, she could spin a tail, so. Yeah. Um, But I think... To, it's not always glamorous and self-discovery. There are definitely days where it's like, after a while, it's like, huh, it'd be nice to actually share a meal with someone. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to like actually have someone help me carry luggage or right. like just little things like that. But after a while, you kind of get used to it and you kind of find confidence in yourself that you can do all these things. And like I said, as a 20-something year old with no direction in life at the time, uh, I think it's exactly what I needed. And it was actually on my first European trip solo that I rediscovered my love for photography and then 10 some years later here I am as a professional photographer correct (laughs) so you know they say you connect the dots going backwards do you want to plug your Instagram (laughs) if you really want to check out my Instagram it's Annie U photos I would suggest it because they're beautiful (laughs) and you might even see some of these places that she's been making me want to travel myself Thank you. But aside from the general, you know, looking over and kind of wishing somebody was there to share in the experience, is there anything that you were like, okay, this was actually the worst (laughs) solo experience, maybe just something silly that happened, or maybe like the destination or experience wasn't really suited for solo travel? (laughs) Yeah, there was one time a couple of years ago, um, I was in Australia and first place I stopped in was Melbourne and it's so cool. I love Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and then I realized my friend was also there at the same time. So we tried to meet up and we ended up meeting in Alice Springs, uh, which was basically the desert, the outback. And she is sick. So, so sick. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, don't let us bring it. I was going to come here anyway by myself. Don't let her bring you down. Right. And I got to give it to her, man. She tracked it. Like, it's 95 degrees at 11 a.m. She is sick as a dog. Was and she sick from the heat or do you, like, like a stomach like bug or what was Something. Going on? Yeah, okay. like a stomach bug, I think. But you know what? She still got up and did like the Uluru tour with me. We went hiking in the desert. Um, so I give her props. And I think if I went by myself, it wouldn't have been as fun. But 
she's also the kind of person whose personality ma- like meshes really well with mine. So that's another thing why I think yeah. like I enjoy solo travel so much is because like there's I'm in different modes a lot. Like I really want to go, go, go or I want to slow, slow, slow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I need someone who can like keep up with that or slow yeah. down with that. But yeah, I've never had a solo travel experience where like that was awful. Well, there was this one time in Berlin where I got off. Um, man, taking recommendations from someone traveling is always such a double edged sword. Did you like <laughs> take it from somebody that you met while you were there? Uh, she had been there. A friend of mine had been there previously. She and her boyfriend were oh, traveling okay. and they stopped in Berlin, lived there for a few weeks. She's like, you got to go to this bar, ask for so-and-so. Like, you're going to love it. I'm like, all right, You sweet. feel like you're getting the insider yeah, tips. Yeah. yeah, So I take the train there and I get off immediately. I'm like, this is the sketchiest neighborhood. Oh, I don't no. trust it. A rat the size of a football ran in front of did me. Did not pass the vibe check. <laughs> no, it did not pass the vibe check. And that's what I mean earlier. Like, if you sense something's wrong, especially if you're by yourself, especially as a woman, turn around and get out of there. Did you, though? Oh, of course I did. You did? Okay. Even, you you norm- took your own yeah. advice. Normally, Well, now I probably stick it out, but then I would. I didn't know any better. <laughs> Do as Annie says, not as Annie exactly. does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do not make my mistakes. <laughs> yeah. So really, though, nothing that you couldn't recover from. Nothing, nothing that, like, and I doubt that's even what you think of first when you look back on that trip. Yeah, because I think I planned so meticulously that when something does go wrong, I've learned to not let it be like, the end of the world like to yeah. me the worst thing that could happen is i miss a flight which is why i get to the airport unreasonably early yes yeah, so early we've so. flown together and we <laughs> we have the same style which is really nice and actually we're going to be doing an upcoming episode all about airports so be sure to tune in because that is a lawless land and i cannot wait to talk <laughs> about it but annie i think that unlike some of the other episodes where I felt a little bit converted, I don't know if I'm ever really going to change my mind on this, but I also don't think that's necessarily a problem. If you are a person who is drawn to solo travel, then we've given you all these sorts of reasons that you can do it. But if at the end of the day, that isn't what you want to get out of your travel experience. For sure. I think that's okay too. Well, you know, I think that you, I said earlier, I think you'll find that you're probably a lot more resourceful and resilient than you think you are. Oh, well, honestly, most and of the time I feel like I'm out. leading the charge for everybody else with me anyway. That's so true. it's not like I'm usually relying on other people. I just, I don't know. That's what vacation is to me is making those memories together. But I will say it's on my possibility list now. Yeah. But if I were to do it or if anybody else was thinking, do you have any parting advice, any last minute <laughs> ideas aside from just do it? <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Just go. Um, Make sure you always tell somebody where you're going. Okay, but who? If you're traveling, like, who, like back who are you home. telling? Back home. Oh, like, I'll check okay. in with you in a little bit. Like, yeah. that kind of thing. Okay, so even when you're alone, there's still somebody who you feel a little bit accountable yeah, to. Yeah, I'm not, like, I mean, I've been in some pretty isolated areas of the world, but I've never been, like, missing. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Perfect. Missing. No, that's a good tip. Making yeah. sure that you have some recollection not recollection but somebody knows where you're at and what's going on yeah yeah my sister yells at me quite often for she thinks I just like go off and like chop down trees and camp out on a actually I have done that camp out on a frozen lakeside but like I'm not out there like trying to survive I'm having fun yeah (laughs) so but then the the people that love you have peace of mind too yeah so that is that is good advice yeah well, Annie, thank you so much for kind of switching up your role today and joining me on this show. And I had so much fun talking about solo travel, yeah. even though it might not be my cup of tea. One day. Who knows? Yeah. No, we got it. Hopefully a long life. But not to with live me. Yet, no, so. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, 
You are one of the few people I feel like I could travel with. Yeah, actually, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll find out. Stay tuned. And please stay tuned for next week when we're going to bring you new travel topics and new guests to talk about all these wild things in the world of travel. But share your stories with us and share your opinions with us in the meantime, in the comments or anywhere on social media using the hashtag travel stories unpacked. And this podcast is brought to you by KHM Travel Group, which is a leading host agency for independent travel agents. So head over to khmtravel.com to learn more.